Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer, I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles. We go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 140 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Listen, man, I got a good show for you guys today. Um, we got a lot to get through. This is episode 140. We're finally in the 140s out of the 130s. Uh, it's the last week of April, so go back and listen to every episode. Well, not, you know, listen, man. Go listen to every episode that you may have missed this month dropped a lot of good content, especially the episode uh, that I dropped on Friday. Make sure you do that. I'll be back on Friday again for episode 141. But let's get into it. I'm not going to hold this up. You already know what time it is. You know what we got to get through today. Let's start off with what happened on Saturday night at UFC 261. That was the greatest UFC card that I have watched with my own two eyes. Like that I've witnessed live. I actually watched top to bottom. That card was nuts. That card was insane. There was no short of no shortage of action from top to bottom. Everybody came out and showed they are warriors on Saturday night, man. I I enjoyed it, man. I really did. I my expectations were high, but the card exceeded my expectations for sure. I really enjoyed it. Every fight, even though we had you know, those two situations early, which we'll get to, but I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. It was just, I was so happy to see fans back. Not, not, um, you know, uh, uh, a, a minimum capacity, like, you know, and it's just, you can't really hear the crowd. It's not, it don't feel right. No, 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 no. Jam packed 15,000 and some change sold out in Jacksonville, Florida. It felt good. It felt normal. It felt normal. I know COVID is real. COVID is very real. It's still out here. And, you know, it just looks like people are ready to get back to normal, man. And that felt normal to me. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I did. It felt great. And I believe a lot of the energy these fighters brought to the Octagon can be credited to the 15,000 fans that packed the arena in Jacksonville because they won fire. They won fire with the, with the chance, with the F. Jake Paul chance. Um, just the reactions from every little thing that happened in the fights, man. It was it was great. It was great. I felt it. You know, I felt the electricity from Jacksonville in my, you know, at, sitting on the couch watching it from here. So I, I enjoyed that, man. And and all of the fights were crazy. Let's get let's talk about some of those. So we had the first fight, um, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. We had that fight. Um, so Anthony Smith landed a leg kick that put Jimmy out of commission, but he finished that round on top while Smith was defending it on his back. Like, bro, he tried to close the show because he knew that after that round, the refs were going to stop the fight. Like adrenaline took over because bro, he had one leg. He couldn't, he couldn't even walk on it. Barely let alone stand on it. He took Smith down and started letting him fly. With, what was it? I want to say the last, what, 45 seconds of that fight? Because he knew that when he got up, he wasn't going to be able to walk. 
and he wasn't going to be able to continue. So for him to even do that, oh yeah, that was that that nothing but respect for him. That was crazy. So so after that, he gets up. He can barely walk. He's trying to pump himself up, feeding off the energy of the crowd because they're behind him because they want to see this fight keep going. But uh, um, ultimately, the doctor put a stop to the fight, and that would be the end of the fight after the first round. So, but you know, nothing but respect for the young Australian. Then after that, seventeen seconds into the Hall versus uh. Weidman fight Chris Weidman threw, would throw a leg kick That resulted in a nasty stoppage And man that was hard to watch That was hard to watch the, He threw the leg kick His ne- his leg snaps And then he, he he plants his leg And walked on it And then fell Oh my god it was so nasty Oh it was nasty I couldn't believe they showed the replay Oh it was Oh, it was, oh my goodness it was so nasty I hate stuff like that. And I didn't see it that much on Twitter afterwards, which was great. I didn't see it on social media that much afterwards at all, like honestly, and I'm glad I did it cuz I only needed to see that one time when it happened. I didn't need to see the replay, and I don't need to see it on social media. I hate that, bro. I hate that. I've seen too many of those happen in per- on on live. See, I watched Kevin Ware break his leg. I watched Paul George break his leg. And I watched Gordon Hayward break his leg. I didn't see the replays of those. I didn't want to see that. Need to see that one time. And that was it. That was it. I didn't I don't I didn't need to see that again. Didn't need it didn't need to see that again. So, you know, his surgery went well. And you know, hope you know, hopefully he's on the road to recovery. Now, speaking of his leg and you know, leg injuries, let's take a side. Aside, um, the sidetrack for a couple of minutes before I continue talking about the rest of the card. Now, boxing analyst Mike Coppinger, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but if you follow me on Twitter, you see I retweet and you know talk about a, a lot of stuff that he discusses. Here's what he said after Weidman's surgery, um, Ariel, um. Tweeted Chris Weidman's um, surgery this morning was successful per his wife's Instagram post moments blah blah blah. Mike Coppinger says the next sports surgery announced as unsuccessful will undoubtedly be the first in history. Um, Ariel will, be, will reply not too late to delete this bud. Mike Coppinger said it doesn't mean anything to say a surgery was successful immediately after it shall remain. Um. And people were as upset about that. Ariel will reply, what an idiotic thing to write. His wife sharing some uplifting news about um, her husband who suffered a traumatic injury less than 24 hours ago. It's first. It's the first update of any kind we've got on his good condition. Get your head out of your ass. Um, Mike Coppinger caught a lot of smoke over that tweet, over that comment. Um... Then people started, um, somebody was like, not true by any means. All doctors say the initial surgery was successful, blah, 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 blah. Somebody brought up Alex Smith. Oh, yeah, he brought up, he said exactly my point. Thank you for saying it better than I did. I hope Chris Weidman makes uh, a speedy and full recovery, but the rush to announce good news isn't helpful. Alex Smith's surgery was announced as successful, and then he had 16 more. Give patients false hope in worst cases. 
it sometimes. Alright, so I get where he was coming from. Basically, what he was saying was, alright, you know, let's not rush the judgment here and say everything's fine when, you know, it's just the initial surgery and, you know, legs, you know, stuff like that's tricky and we really don't know. And then, you know, everybody else was saying like, hey, shut up, good news. You know, some news is better than no news, blah, 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 blah. He was just saying, you know, this isn't the end-all, be-all. Just because he had one surgery doesn't mean he's fully okay. I, I get what he was saying. I didn't understand why he caught so much smoke behind that, but he did. So after that happened, the women showed up and showed out. They showed, you know, I already knew what time it was. Um, I believe I saw Jessica Andrade fight before. I know I saw former champion Zhang Wei Li fight last year. I, I believe this was my first time watching Valentina Shevchenko, um, Shevchenko, excuse me, and the Rose fight. But I enjoyed that. So Valentina made easy work of Jessica Andrade. Then Thug Rose kicked former champ Zhang Wei Li directly to sleep. Now, I I was rooting for um, Wei Li. I was. I saw her fight last year. She made the cover of Electrified last, um, not last year. This was 2019, right? Yeah, yeah, this was pre-pandemic. She made the, uh, wait, was this last year? I mean, was, when did the pandemic? Hold on, I might, hold on. I might be wrong. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, it was 2020. Yeah, March 10th, 2020. That was before the pandemic? When did the pandemic start? Early March. Wow, UFC 248. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. But she made the cover of Electrified, and that was for, you know, for the Women's uh, History Month, right? I enjoyed, I, I saw her work, I enjoyed her, she was in a hell of a battle, she won the belt last year, alright, cool, I was, you know, that's who I know, so that's who I was going for, didn't expect her to get kicked to dust like that, didn't, didn't really expect that, at all, did not expect that, did not expect that, she didn't know, she got up like Zab Judah, when Kasazu knocked him down, knocked him out, and got up, you know, went at the ref, that's exactly what it looked like, that's tough. That's tough. Shout out to Thug Rose. She bought their life. For sure. She bought their life. Now the main event. The main event was insane. Let's let's before let's go back to July of 2020. You know, we're on where we're at. Fight Island. And this fight gets made on six days notice. You know, Jorge Masvidal gets gets the call. Short notice. No camp. He's out of shape. He he's 20 pounds overweight at the time he gets the call. Barely makes weight. He gets into a five-round foot-stomping, um, smothering fight with uh, Usman. And, you know, it's a boring fight. Immediately after the fight's over, Masvidal's like, yo, if I had a full camp, wouldn't have went like this. Run it back ASAP. Usman's like, eh, all right, whatever. So over the course of time, Masvidal's running his mouth like, yo, Usman ain't got no power, he don't got hands, he not blessed like me, I got hands, I could put somebody to sleep, he don't got that, all he do is wrestle, blah, 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 Usman like, alright, you running your mouth, you gotta see me, so let's run it back, you get a full camp, let's do it, so you, you, you we, we, we run it back, you get a full camp, we got a full house, let's run it back, there's no excuses this time, no excuses, so let's, now we're back here, April of 2021, 
must get it. So, they ran it back, and Kamaru Usman showed me exactly who he says he is. Now, listen, once again, I was just rooting for what I know. I know who Usman is. You know, I've seen his work, but I... I like Jorge Masvidal's energy, his style, his swag. I was always a fan of him, you know, of recent years. You know, after the Askren thing, you know, leading up to that, seeing that knockout firsthand, I'm like, yo, this dude is legit. You know, I respect him coming out the street, you know, Florida, you know, like Slice. And it's like, all right, cool. You know, 305 dude, this dude is cool. And, you know, he comes back for this fight. He looked he looked much better than he did in July. Like, like he looked... Um, physically, physically in shape, way better. Um, you know, he had a solid first round. The first round was good. Usman was catching him, but Jorge was right there. And the way that round finished, I was like, all right, we're going to have a fight. You know, I, you know, Usman took him down, but Jorge delivered, you know, he defended well on the ground and was giving him a bunch of elbows and, you know, he, he split him with the elbows. He's giving him hands and then he gets him back up on his feet, gets out of the, um, he had him pressed up against the octagon, against the fence like he did in the first fight, but Masvidal looked like he was ready for all of that and got out of it. Now, something to remember, you know, something that stuck out to me after the fight, Masvidal said he was ready to wrestle for five rounds. That's not an excuse. I believe that. I believe that his strategy going into this was he was going to fight Usman's fight. I believe that he was fully pre- prepared to fight that style, that style of fight, that, that that style of fight, that ground and pound, I'm going to try to beat you at what you're great at, or I'm going to try to hang with you with what you're great at. And if we throw hands, we throw hands. And I don't think he took to took into account that Usman got hands. I don't think that he. I think he truly believed that Usman didn't have that type of power that could put him out because you know we've never seen anybody do that to him before. We've never really seen him get rocked or not eat a punch because he was eating punches in that first round. He was okay. He was okay. I think he. I don't think he expected what happened in the second round. And boy, the second round came, and it looked like it was going to be another you know solid round for both of them. And then Usman sent Street Jesus to God. Sent him to God. Did not expect that at all. My mouth dropped. All I could do was put my hands over my mouth. I was like, yo, no, put him to sleep. And then, you know, Herb Dean, if you ain't dead, Herb Dean ain't stepping in. So, you know, you get dropped. I've never seen anybody's head bounce off another man's shoulders like that before he before he took his nap. I didn't. That was nuts. So his head. Bounced off of Usman's shoulders, and then he, then he, you know, then he uh, laid, went down to slumber time. You know, it was time for a siesta. So that happened. Then Usman had to go over there, check the body, make sure it was really over. Gave him a couple, dun, 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 hammer times. Gave him a couple of them, and then Herb Dean said, "All right, that's enough," and it was over. It was over. Hell of a performance, man, from my, um, from uh. Usman, and you know, much respect to Masvidal handling that defeat like a champ, and you know, showing up and, hey man, you showed up with a full camp, no excuses. Um, you you came out for the good fight, but it just wasn't enough. You know, Usman is just that man, bro. He's that guy. He's that guy, and um, 
you know, Jorge Masvidal walked out to DMX. I was hyped. You know, he had the Scarface music playing with the DMX prayer. And then um, I can feel it came on. And then he came out there. Listen, he walked out to DMX and got knocked out on the same day that DMX was laid to rest. Yeah, that boy Jorge, yeah, he banned from the hood. He banned. He can't come back to the hood. He banned. He banned. For sure. You, you're not going to walk out the X on the day we laying him to rest and then you get laid to rest. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You No. Banned from the hood. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Um, And then, uh, what, can somebody explain this to me? Kobe Covington sure do run his mouth a lot. He do a lot of rapping for somebody who got their jaw broke. Like, fam, come on. Come on, this man broke your jaw. Why are you running your mouth? Come on. Come on. But all in all, it was a great night, and it was great having the commentary team back together, you know, actually physically together. They can touch each other, and we got those Rogan reactions and everything. That was great. Um, You know, me and my girlfriend, we enjoyed the night, man. I enjoyed it. That was a great fight, great card. Um, Shout out to everybody, all those uh, UFC competitors. They put on a hell of a show. Now let's get into another battle that wasn't, Televised in the octagon Let's talk about Dana White Versus Jake Paul Now we all know That Dana White and Jake Paul They got beef going on It's beef, it's cooking It's been cooking And the new, you know The new um, The new chapter Of their uh, Them (laughs) Excuse me, of them being at all It stems from the recent Triller event. So, allegedly, Triller's pay-per-view card with Jake Paul highlighting, um, headlining it did 1.8 million plus pay-per-view buys. And this is, you know, it's really unconfirmed. That's why I say un- alleg- un- allegedly. Nobody really knows because I, b- I believe that a lot of this is coming from Triller directly. Nobody's really seen these numbers. This is what everybody's been saying. You know, as soon as the next day, Jake Paul was saying how much money was coming in for him. And, you know, nobody really knows. But I, like Dana White, am not buying it just like I didn't buy the Triller event. I'm sorry. I just don't see these numbers being that high. I need to see some concrete evidence, some real proof to support that. Like, I need to see these numbers from an out like a third party like i don't want jake paul telling me how much money jake paul made and trilling me no 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 no. i need to see somebody of of substance with credibility report these numbers i mean we've have i've seen guys report the numbers but i need to see i need more proof i need more proof it's been a couple weeks i still need more proof so here's what dana white had to say about the uh the numbers debacle. So the numbers are there. Nah. I don't know if the numbers are there. Do you know what would happen to this guy in the UFC? He ain't fighting in the UFC. He's getting hand picked opponents and God knows whatever what else is going on with that whole effing thing. There's a marker for that. That is not what I do. That's not what I do. People want to see that and it's great. And this kid's going to make a couple bucks before the ride is over. It's just not what I do. What I do is what happened tonight. What happened tonight is we sold the place out and it was packed. And the number of and the numbers that you're hearing from Triller that Triller did, 
they're full of SHIT, they're full of SHIT, okay? They didn't pull those kind of numbers, not at all, not even effing close. I mean, Dana clearly feels a way about Paul, and he didn't tell a single lie. Dana, like the crowd in Jacksonville, can't stand Jake Paul, who is, for sure, cherry-picking and robbing the bank in all one swoop. All in one swoop. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, Dana White has every right to be skeptical about the numbers that allegedly, you know, that Triller allegedly pulled from their event. I, too, am skeptical. I get that. You know, I understand it. I do. I do get it. You know, especially when Jake Paul has been so vocal about the UFC. So I understand Dana White wanting to defend his kingdom. Now, we know Jake wasn't about to let those shots slide. And here's what he had to say about This was from his Twitter Dana you claimed You would bet one million on me losing Set up Askren to train with Freddie Roach Gave him full access To the UFC PI And he still got his ass handed to him Seems like you are the real douche Not Ariel In my third fight I made more money In total pay than any fighter in UFC History maybe it's time to pay your fighters their fair share. No wonder they all want to get into boxing. Dana, you say you make the fights fans want to see, so hurry up and make Jones versus Nganu. Pay them their fair share. $10 million purse for each guy plus pay-per-view. Why are UFC fighters so underpaid versus boxers? Why did I make more money in my third fight than all but two, Khabib and Connor? UFC fighters have in UFC history. I know why. Dot, dot, dot. Sheesh. Sheesh. Now listen Paul is not lying man Paul is not lying That right there is facts It's facts A lot of that you know The basis of what he's saying is factual Now If Triller really generated 75 million dollars And Jake Paul took home 10 million In pay per view money Plus the 650,000 dollar purse then you know that then there's merit you know what he's saying if we throw it it'll stick to the wall mcgregor and khabib mcgregor made three million and khabib made two million for their fight at ufc 229 connor made a guaranteed 30 million dollars just to get whooped by floyd i mean come on come on that is why, like Jake Paul said, UFC MMA guys want to go get in the squared circle. I was just explaining this to my guy the other day. Like, yo, boxing is where the money is. It's where the money is. Everybody knows that. Boxing has problems with pay. Let's not act like boxing is perfect. Boxing is far from perfect. We all know I have my gripes against the world of boxing, but I, I love boxing. But as far as the money goes... You can get paid. You won't get way more money than you will in the UFC. And that's a fact. That's a fact. Boxing is where the money is, man. Joshua and Fury are about to get paid just from the Saudi deal alone. They'll be raking in around $75 million. Just because the fight's happening in Saudi Arabia. That's the site deal. That's not even including purse or pay-per-view money. 
So these guys could probably be about to bring in damn near $125 million maybe just because of them fighting in, in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Boxing is where the money is, baby. Boxing is where the money is. That's not a lie. That's a fact. So, and then meanwhile, we got guys over there snapping their limbs for Dana and getting paid in stride gum. We've known this for years. We've we've been known that UFC fighters are criminally underpaid, and you got to be wrong as hell for me to openly agree with Jake Paul. So Dana, Dana, you gotta get it together, family. As much as much as you've beefed with Oscar De La Hoya over the years, and you know. You, you can't be a hypocrite, man. You, you got to pay them boys. You got to pay them boys. Why Connor the only one eating over there for real? Guys over there in UFC are starving, bro. They're starving. They're starving. And, and, and you know, last, last week I was talking about the skill sets and which sport is harder. But I can admit, it's rare that somebody dies in the ring in boxing. It's very rare. But it's happened. So when we talk about the level of danger, which sport is more dangerous? Oh, it's UFC. I've seen a guy break his leg in boxing before, but not because of somebody else doing it. It's because they planned it a weird way. A weird way. I've seen that before. Seen a guy break his hand because, you know, throwing a punch. Multiple, that's normal. That's normal. I've seen guys get put to sleep, of course, obviously. Um... You know, guys have ended up in the hospital with brain damage, internal bleeding, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, matter of fact, I take that back. I wouldn't say boxing or UFC is more dangerous. They're both con- combat sports. I believe that the danger is equally, you know, it's equal. But I'm just saying, you get in that octagon, you got to worry about all of your limbs, your jaw, and your brain. Your, you know, all of that. You know, in boxing, you you know, it's, it's more about your torso and, you know, maybe your arm getting a little bruised up. But you ain't got to worry about your legs getting snapped. You ain't got to worry about that. So, you know, it's more to worry about in, in UFC, in MMA. So I would expect them guys to get paid. And, you know, Dana eating. You look at his fat ass head, you know he eating. Sorry. But <laughs> look, man. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta pay them boys, man. The men and women, men and women. They put too much on the line for you, for them to still not be getting paid, you know, enough. And even with the pay per view bonuses and the knockout of the night bonus, it's still not enough. So Jake Paul is correct. That is why guys go to boxing. Look at Connor, man. We talked about look at Connor. He didn't have to get back in the octagon again. To be honest. Didn't have to. He got the proper whiskey going on. I'm sure he's made investments. He didn't have to get in the ring again. He didn't have to get in the octagon again. After that Floyd fight. And look at him since he's been back. You know. Lost to Khabib. He beat the um, Cowboy. But then he just lost to. um, What's my guy's name? Poirier. Who's going to fight again. But he's one and two since being back after that. 
he, he don't got it no more. He didn't tasted that he didn't t- he he's, he's eating he's eating well. And it's like he not hungry no more. Damn sure not hungry enough to get back in the octagon and 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 do what he used to do. He when he was doing when when McGregor was on the come up and he was at the top of his game, he hadn't seen a payday like that before. He go get that payday against Floyd. He come back. It's like, yo, this is what we doing over here? Oh no, I'm not going. I'm not going hard for this no more. And I believe that rematch is happening in July, right? I expect the same result. I don't. I don't think Conor McGregor wins another um, fight in the octagon at that level, at the high, at a high level. Like, he, unless he fight a scrub, I don't know. I don't think he got it no more. I don't think he got it no more. I really don't. I really don't. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. But yeah, man, pay them boys, man. Pay them men and women over there at the UFC. They need some money, man. They need some money. All right, we'll be heading to next. Let's get to the NBA. Let's talk basketball. It's heating up, man. The season almost over. There's only a couple games left. There's only a couple weeks left in the season, and then we'll start getting into the playoff, um, the play-in, and all that stuff. So yeah, man, we got we got some stuff going on. Um, we'll be at with it. Let's see. So let's start off with. The West. We want to start in the West. Yeah, let's start in the West. Um, first of all, the Jazz over the weekend became the first team to clinch a playoff spot. You know, one of the top teams in the West, so they're in first in either conference to do so. But then in the West, we have the Jazz chilling at forty-four and sixteen. The Suns, uh, the Suns at two, sitting at forty-two and eighteen. The Clippers at three, sitting at forty-three and nineteen. The Nuggets at four, sitting at thirty-nine and twenty-one. The Lakers at five. They lost. They lost two games to Mavs this past weekend, right? Yeah, I saw the Luka dagger the other night. The boy Luka Cole. And you got the Mavs right behind them at um game and a half behind them at thirty-three and twenty-six at six seed. Then we get into the under. These teams will be in the play-in if the season ended today. The Blazers, who have been playing awfully as of late, um, whoever that guy was, they bet. I don't know what he bet. I think he bet. I forgot how many games they had to win. That's not happening. So he's probably going to be homeless. But the Blazers at seven, Grizzlies at eight, Spurs at nine, and the Warriors. The Warriors at ten, and they have a four-game lead over the Pelicans. So those were to be the four teams fighting for the last two. Spots in the playoffs. The West is interesting. Let me tell you. Let me let's talk about the West for a couple minutes before we get to the East. You got the Jazz, and you got the Suns. Both of these teams have been playing great this season. Both of them have been playing like great. Chris Paul and the boys, Devin Buck and the boys, they've been hooping. Um, Spider Mitchell and the boys, they've been hooping. But a successful regular season doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to have success in the playoffs. And I think that, especially with the Suns, I think that playoff inexperience is going to hurt them. I think that the Jazz, I don't think they're going to, I I just don't know if they have enough. The Clippers are Clippers. Not really too worried about them. 
I mean, we all know. I think for the Clippers, though, especially for Kawhi and the Clippers. You know, Kawhi, you know, he came to town. He's supposed to be the new big man on campus, and it's, it's, they're not really living up to that. You know, you, you get KP, you get K, um, excuse me, you get Kawhi, you get PG, and it's like, all right, this right here, to me, How long? When did, how long Kawhi been there? Kawhi left. Hold on, give me a minute. Give me a minute. He won the ship with Toronto, and that was the eighteen nineteen season. So this is the third season with LA. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I, <laughs> to me, I don't see. Why being there if they don't go far this season? I don't if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals. What 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 is there left to do? Like what is there? What do they do from there? What do you do? Do they blow that team up? Does Kawhi dip again? South Beach, come join us. But to me, I think that this right here. You talk about the window closing. I don't think the window is closing for the Clippers. I just think it's like yo. Y'all supposed to be, you know, the potential, their ceiling was so high. You know, outside looking in, everybody put them so high. It's like, all right, y'all going gonna, y'all gonna to touch it or no? Like, y'all going to get there or what? And to me, I think this is their last shot with this group to do that. I don't know, man. I don't know. The Nuggets, I like the Nuggets. Um, I think, you know, the Lakers just have to get healthy, obviously. The Lakers, the, the Lakers healthy, yeah, they're a problem in the playoffs. The Mavs are my wild card team, man. Luka, all Luka needed last year in the bubble was KP. If KP stays healthy, because who would we see? Who would they be seeing in the first round? The one played at eight, two played at seven, three played at two. <laughs> they be playing the, the Mavs. I mean, they be playing the Clippers. A Clippers Mavs first round series, man, give me the Mavs in six. Give me the Mavs and six. Give me the Mavs and six. Give me the Mavs and six, man. I really, I really believe that Luke and them could have sent them home last year if they were healthy. Truly believe that, for sure. So, with the Mavs from Mavs, who else we got right there? Oh, the the Blazers, man. Some place Grizzlies. Yeah, man, the playoffs. They're they gonna be interesting. They're gonna be interesting. I mean, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see how the season finishes. You know, the, they gotta finish the race first. You know, and then we'll get into things. So from the West, let's get into the East. So the Nets, number one, forty-one twenty. The Sixers, thirty-nine twenty-one. Bucks, thirty-seven and twenty-two. The Knicks, man, who are on fire, thirty-four and twenty-seven. The Hawks, thirty-three and twenty-seven. The uh, Boston thirty-two and twenty-nine. Then playoff the play-in teams. We got Miami at seven, Hornets at eight, Pacers at nine, and the Wizards who are on fire as well at ten. Who's going to be in that eight seed that could pose a problem for the Nets in the first round? I think the Wizards could give the Nets a problem in the first round. 
I think it all depends on the health of the Nets. But I don't know. I don't know. Something is telling me that the Wizards, they get that eight seed, they can shock the world and send the Nets home in six. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Um, you know, Miami's there. They only uh they're they're tied right now with the Sixers. I mean with the Nets. Damn, with the with the uh the damn with the Celtics and they just lost. So Miami could hold on, they could hold to the sixth seed. They could they could be in in and not be in the playoff the play in. Um we could be looking at we could look at it, we could be looking at a rematch again with the Heat and the Bucks. That's the first round matchup I would like to see. For sure. For sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, you know, I saw a tweet like nobody in the East beating this Bucks team. I'm like, okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I got Miami and I got Miami and six over the Bucks. I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. Matter of fact, give me Miami and five. I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. You already know what time it is, man. I already know what time it is. Um, let's see, what else going on in the East? I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting playoffs. I'm excited for the NBA playoffs. You know, I feel like we just were here not too long ago, but we'll see, man. So let's, you know, from the playoff race, let's get to the MVP chase. My MVP's already decided. My he he's the cover uh the cover art, the cover athlete for this. Uh, edition of Electrified This is Mr. Stephen Curry man I'm, I'm convinced I am a witness bro Like come on dog This man been carrying the Hobo Warriors bro The Hobo Warriors Team for the 75 overalls Carrying them This is what I needed to see man Y'all know I've been I hate the Warriors Hated them throughout that stretch Couldn't stand Steph Curry and his little shimmy But this year Nothing but respect for that man I've, they've made me a Curry fan. Odds stacked against them. No, no type of backing for real. No help. And you know the Warriors not in the playoffs right now, but they in the play in. You know, and if they get in the playoffs, they gotta give it to them, bro. They gotta give it to them. Steph Curry, April not even over yet. By the way, he's hit eighty three threes in April. Most in a single month in NBA history. Passed Harden with 82 in November of um, 2019 with the Rockets. Not only did he do that. Come on, man, let's talk about the stretch of games in April. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Look at this. Listen to this, man. This don't make no damn sense. 32, 38, 53, 42, 33, 47, 49. It sounds like I'm reading off Mega numbers. This dude's been playing out of his mind. Out of his freaking body Hooping out his soul This month Like He's averaging 31.2 His highest average in his career Um He hasn't averaged that high since I wanna say 2015 I wanna say 2015 Um Let's look at some more highs he's had this season Points wise um, give me a minute, give me a minute. Ooh, excuse me. 
He's been hooping, man. He's been hooping. He, he's been having the ball, doing it. Um, you know, you talk about the other MVP candidates. You know, you got Joker, the Joker. You got Embiid. Um, who else is in the conversation? Um, Julius Randle. Uh, it's a lot of guys in the conversation. But for me, watching Steph Curry do what he's doing right now and still be himself um, with this Warriors team and have them in the conversation, you know, for a playoff spot, that's been very impressive to me. That's been very impressive to me, man. I've I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed that. So yeah, Curry is my MVP. I, I say they give it to him. I don't think they have a choice, to be honest. I don't think they have a choice. Not at all. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um I really I mean I got I, I listen. I don't like the NBA I mean, excuse me, the NFL number change. Not really a fan of it. I think it's juvenile. Keep it up. Like, why do guys need to wear single-digit numbers? That's stupid. Don't like the Bengals' new uniforms. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I, I was, I, I like, I feel like this is a good end stopping point. I don't, I feel like I don't need to really go in on that. You know, maybe we can save that entire conversation for Friday when there ain't nothing to talk about. How about that? Um, but yeah, so yeah, man, we can go ahead and wrap this one on up. To be completely honest, um, thank you guys. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Thank you guys for listening. Tuning in um, Friday, you get episode 141, and I'm back on YouTube this Friday, man. Get ready for that. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel right now, Electrify TV, so you can get ready for Friday for the drop on Friday, and then it's Money May. Um, once again, shout out to CMC and TV, man. Thank you guys for listening, supporting, tuning in, all that good stuff. Um, and for the 140, wow, the 140th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.